When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? This guy knows a thing or two about winning and about rushing the quarterback. He is Dwight Franey, the seven-time Pro Bowl defensive end, the Super Bowl champion, and today one of uh, one of the uh, 129 nominees for the class of 2023 in his first year of eligibility for the Hall of Fame, and he joins Canty and Carlin right now on ESPN Radio. Is it true, Dwight, that our producer just filled you in on the fact that you are now a nominee for the Hall of Fame? <laughs> no, I actually couldn't hear. I couldn't hear him when he said it. But yes, you know, I just—I was actually on the golf course today and shooting a million. And someone told me, someone sent me a text and told me I was a nominee. So you know, that's a blessing. You know, any, anytime you can, you know, get into that type of company, I don't care what it is, you know, it's definitely a blessing. Dwight, congratulations first and foremost, family. That's an incredible honor, man, and, and we're rooting for you to get that bust in Ken. You absolutely deserve to be there. But uh, and looking at some of the games that we saw last night, uh, particularly that Eagles-Vikings game, what was more impressive to you from Philly's side of it, the defense or the performance of Jalen Hurts? Ooh. It's a little bit of both, man. You know, I think what they're doing is keeping Jalen, you know, doing what Jalen does best. Not taking a lot of risks, but running that rock, running that read option. You know, and I think, you know, if they continue doing them, you know, don't get too fascinated with throwing the ball down the field, throwing the ball 20, 30 times a game. I think, you know, if they can do that, you know, they're going to have some success and the defense is balled out. You know, absolutely balled out, and especially you know when you can stop you know Jefferson from doing his thing. You know, I, I you know he's one of the best receivers in the league. So you know, the, between the pressure and the coverage, they did a great job of of really bracketing him. And so you know, when you have those types of things happen, you're going to have that type of result. Dwight, what was when you look at Von Miller? How does he continue to do what he is doing now with the Bills after what he did with the Rams? And just as a pass rusher, the energy that that can bring to a team. Well, you know, I've always said, and I know Chris will probably agree with me, you know, that defensive linemen and rushmen, they're the X factor. You know, those those are the guys, you know, you can talk about the quarterback all you want. You can talk about the receiver all you want. But if you don't have time to throw the ball and you can't get that exotic route, you know, developed, it won't matter. All right? And I think when we see Vaughn, Vaughn just goes out and he just does what Vaughn does. And Vaughn is an elusive pass rusher who likes to do a little bit of power once in a while. But it's amazing to me he still is quick as he's always been. And the thing is, when you get older, you get more knowledgeable about how to attack certain protections and offensive tackles. So right now he has a great mix of some 
agility and ability that he had and also some experience in knowing when to pull certain moves out and when to do it. Seven-time Pro Bowler Dwight Freeney, a nominee for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, class of 2023, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Dwight, it's been my contention that the Buffalo Bills are playing angry football. They had a tough uh, loss in the postseason last year, and they look like a team that is on a certain mission, and it reminds me of a team that you were on, the team that lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers in a brutal way, and the next year came out and were dominant throughout the course of the year. Do you see the Bills that way, or is it something else to what they're doing? Well, I think first and foremost, it's very early. All right, it's very, mm-hmm. very early. They they still have, you know, a little bitter taste in their mouth, obviously, from last year. You have a quarterback who's doing absolutely everything for them, and I'm, I'm so impressed with Josh. You know, I always knew Josh is a competitor. Um, but the way he's throwing the ball, and when he needs it, he will run. He is probably, you know, leading the MVP conversation right now for sure. Um, the only thing with Josh that makes me nervous is the fact that he's so competitive, he, him getting concussed, you know, somehow, you know, a, a guy really hits him, you know, going for that first down. So I think last week's game or this prior yesterday's game was a good example of him only running when he really needed to. All right. So as long as he doesn't do that, I think offensively they're going to be good. And defensively, they're a top five defense. And now they're even better with Vaughn Miller. So you have both sides of the ball working on all cylinders right now. The key is, can you continue that when it's November and December? Anybody can do it in these first couple months. But what happens when injuries happen and adversity strikes? Is it going to still be that same team in December and November? We'll see. Talking with seven-time Pro Bowler and Super Bowl champion Dwight Freeney on Canty and Carlin. And Dwight, like me, you grew up in the tri-state area. And most kids that played football in this part of the country, Lars Taylor was our sports hero growing up. And there's a guy down in Dallas that's drawn a lot of comparisons to LT. In what ways... Does Michael Parsons remind you of Lawrence Taylor? LT, like you said, and you're 100% right. You know, you grew up in our area. You were a LT fan, and I have a hard time comparing anybody, anybody to LT. It's like blasphemy. How dare you? Now, that being said, this young kid has, like, fire. And I say that is just a competitive fire, and he has that, non like motor that does not quit and does not stop that's what reminds me of him and lt because lt had the same thing where he don't know he don't care where the play is he gonna go chase that thing down all right you could put him on the left side you could put him on the right side he's gonna try to make a play and that's what i'm seeing from micah and hopefully he continues that and he has, you know, I actually seen him bust out a spin move. I was, I was like, I was loving it when I saw it, man. So as long as he keeps on working that repertoire, you know, working the inside and the outside and continues that motor like LT, he's going to be completely fine. You know, you're talking about a guy who's going to be mentioned in that type of greatness if he continues on. Last one for Dwight Freeney. Okay, your old team right now, or at least the team that you spent the most time with in the Indianapolis Colts, 
Dwight, how do you view that situation right now? They've started out 0-2, and, and Matt Ryan has really struggled in the early going. Is this a situation where we might be looking at a rebuild sooner rather than later? Well, I think it's a little bit too early to say that. I mean, they're only one game out of first place. All right, now, that being said, they lost to Houston and lost to – well, they didn't lose to Houston. They tied Houston, and they lost terribly to Jacksonville. All right, historically, for some reason – We've never played great in Jacksonville. I still remember when I played. I don't know what it is. It must be something in the water, the hotel we're staying at. I don't know. But we never really played great in Jacksonville. Um, And Jacksonville always comes at us pretty hard. That being said, um, they do need to have some some correct some issues. I, I primarily see really three glaring issues. The protection has been poor. All right? You've got a guy who is a veteran quarterback. They don't want to get hit. All right, quarterbacks don't want to hit, get hit regardless, but you have a veteran guy, Matt Ryan, who's been in the league forever. He really don't want to get hit. So you better develop something from a protection standpoint to protect him so he has time to throw the ball. That's A. B, you got to figure out a way, all right, to get some rush, pass rush from your guys up front. All right, so I don't know if you're changing up the coverage or do whatever, but you're going to have to start putting some pressure on the quarterback because their defense hadn't been playing good. They've just been average at best, and and I'm just giving them that. They're playing against really bad teams, and they're giving up a lot of points. So you got those two. And then the third, you got to get some receivers getting open. I don't know if it's Frank and their their decision to, to, to keep it conservative, but they need to stretch the field so that they can get some things open so Taylor can run the ball like we know he can run the ball. Dwight, awesome stuff. We know we're going to be seeing you in Canton very soon with 125 career sacks, man. We appreciate the insight today. Uh, No problem. Thanks for having me. You guys take care of Yep, Dwight Freeney, who was just a dynamic, dynamic player. Uh, at, not only offensive not only, tackles didn't know whether he was coming or going. Like oh that, my that, God. that was that was the thing that was so impressive. And I remember a prime time game where he was playing against Jonathan Ogden, oh. and he just had Jonathan Ogden in a spin cycle. And and, and I mean, Jo is one of the greatest to ever play the game. I mean, Jo was a f- fantastic offensive tackle for the Baltimore Ravens forever. And Dwight Freeney just abused him. And at that moment, I was like, this dude is special. Oh. This dude is unbelievable. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. There are a couple of quarterbacks that are high-level guys who are really struggling right now. So which of them turns it around and which ones don't? Is it a trend or an anomaly? I'm going to go look up the word anomaly. We'll talk about it next, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, 
not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? There are some quarterbacks who are struggling. Some guys we would not expect to be struggling, but they are struggling. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. And we need to get into what that means exactly, specifically whether or not we foresee them snapping out of it anytime soon. Mm. So let's just go by them one by one. I was thinking about whether or not we want Evan to host this, but we don't need Evan to host this. No, no. offense to you personally. I'm no. just going to throw the names out. There, there. we go. Let's do it. Can okay, Russell him? Wilson. I don't know when it's going to end just because I don't know when his head coach is going to figure out that he can't call plays and manage the game at the same time. It looks so disorganized in Denver. I, I just don't know that we're going to get the best version of Russell Wilson until Nathaniel Hackett faces some harsh realities about his capacity to be able to wear the head coaching hat and the play calling hat. I'm I'm a little more optimistic. My problem is not Russell Wilson. It's Hackett. But like, good players can't overcome bad coaching, Carlin. They can't do it. Yeah. Think about it this way. The Philadelphia Eagles, when did they take off last year? When Nick Seriani admitted to himself I can't call plays and be the head coach. Let me let somebody else call plays. Guess what happened? They formed an identity around the running game, yep. and they were able to go on a run and become a playoff team. I, look, I've hated it from the get-go. The fact yeah. that when you're a rookie quarterback, a rookie coach, you should not be calling the plays. You, you just go. shouldn't be. There you go. And maybe he'll come to it sooner rather than later, but this is... I want to be optimistic. You can hear it in me. I want to be optimistic on Russell Wilson. I don't know if he can overcome that. Okay. I think you're right. There we go. Next, Matthew Stafford. I don't know if it happens this year. I don't think he's healthy, Carlin. There's, I don't think there, he is either. There's a problem with that elbow, and maybe they're being tight-lipped about it in L.A., but we saw in training camp that he was missing practices and still coming back and not being able to fully participate. And in the first couple of games of the season, the guy's throwing lollipops. Yeah. Now, it cost him in that game against the Bills, what was it, three interceptions? Mm -hmm. Not so much against the Falcons, but it's still not the same Matt Stafford that led that explosive passing attack, which in turn led to Cooper Cup winning the triple crown at the receiver spot. So I, I just, I don't know, man. If Matt Stafford can't be the player that we saw last year in terms of his ability to to stretch the defense and take the top off of the defense, that it's going to be tough for this Rams team. And so, yeah, I don't know that we're going to see a better version of Matt Stafford. I don't expect it because mainly the offensive line problems that they have. 
I didn't even mention that. Yeah, <laughs> that's my bigger concern right now. Yeah, he's got the injuries to begin with, but I, I honestly felt feel like if that offensive line was in good shape, that he could overcome that for a while. Yeah, I don't know if you can put the two things together, and he's going to be able to navigate his way through that. Okay. Next, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. You know, I'm keep I keep waiting on it for Derek Carr, man, and I thought we saw it in the first half of the game against Arizona. And then in the second half, Carlin, they only had four first downs. Yeah. And Derek Carr has 24 yards passing. Awful. He was 4 of 10 for 24 yards passing in the second half. Carlin, how does that happen? With the weapons that Derek Carr has, he's got Darren Waller. He's got Hunter Renfro. And I'm sorry, he has Devontae Adams. They should be better than what they are in terms of production. And they're not. And it's baffling. Now, I have confidence that they'll be able to get it fixed because this is a veteran quarterback and he's got veteran skill position players. But the other thing that we have to talk about that's the elephant in the room with the Raiders is their offensive line. So I do think they'll get it fixed this season. If I had to put a date on it, I'm probably going to go week seven, week eight. But by that time, the division could already be out of hand for them. I think that he will get it right. Um is it going to be immediately? Well, you got the Tennessee Titans on the road this week. That's the magic elixir for the passing game. Isn't Seems it? like it. <laughs> and then, you know, you're home for Denver after that. You hope that maybe Denver hasn't quite figured it out yet, but that doesn't. Nathaniel Hackett doesn't have much to do with their defense. And their defense is good. Yes, it is. Yeah. And that look, they. they did, I know it's the Texans, but they did nothing. Yeah. The other day, they did virtually nothing. But I, I do think that Derek Carr will snap out of it sooner rather than later. Okay. For just for the reasons that he's been too productive in his career. Next, Joe Burrow. Ooh, Carlin, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I believed in Joe Burrow and this Bengals team when they went on a run last year. Their offensive line has got to figure it out, though. Because Joe Burrow is on pace to be sacked 110 times. He's not going to survive the season if they keep letting him get hit at that rate. So, does Joe Burrow figure it out? Yes, when the offensive line figures it out. And yeah. you just hope that the offensive line doesn't get him killed in the, in the in that time that it takes for them to get their act together. Like, it's four new starters on the offensive line. So, it's understandable why they're struggling early on in the regular season. Plus, Joe Burrow didn't play in the preseason. I get why it's happening, but now we've got to get it fixed. Yeah. And it needs to happen in a hurry because you got to protect Joe Burrow. It it will happen. It yeah. will happen. It, it's too, I don't believe that much. In, and I can't call it a sophomore jinx or a Super Bowl hangover. I don't know what to call it right now. You know what I call it? Mm. T.J. Watt and Michael Parsons in week one and two. Okay, that's fair. That's very fair to call it that. And an offensive line that has not gelled yet. Uh, if you want to sound the alarms, sound the alarms after this week. They're playing the Jets. If they if he doesn't get it together this week, then we might have a problem season Didn't long. Didn't the Bengals lose to the Jets last year? It was last year. They okay. did. Okay. But I, all I'm all I'm suggesting is the Jets are st- even though they won the game the other day, they still gave up thirty points to Jacoby Brissett. That's fair. That's fair. So that's fair. This is all I'm saying. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. There are a couple of uh, interesting little nuggets that are coming our way right here that you're going to want to know about. Uh, in just a few minutes, my friend.
You're going to want to know what the situation is with Mike Evans. You're going to want to know who got suspended out of last night's Buffalo game. That's on the way next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. There is a suspension out of last night's game up in Buffalo. Bills offensive lineman Bobby Hart got one game because apparently at the end of the game, uh, he was getting into it uh, with one of the Titans offensive uh, defensive linemen. And they were jawing at one another. He went toward him and tried to throw a punch, and he actually hit a Tennessee coach <laughs> instead of the player. Wow. So Come Bobby on, Hart man. Bobby Hart suspended one game. Your thoughts? Bobby Hart actually <laughs> hit somebody on a football field. Wow, what a nice little change of pace. That <laughs> did not have that on the bingo card. Hey-o. Yeah, after seeing him with the Giants and with the Cincinnati Bengals, that's a surprise. Here's the thing that's a little bit more important at the moment. Jeremy Fowler tweeting just a few minutes ago, the Mike Evans appeal hearing with the NFL has wrapped up. A ruling could come tomorrow. Again, that's James Thrash, the former wide receiver, who is the uh, person who is overseeing that hearing. It could have been him or Derek Brooks. I wonder if they took Derek Brooks off it because he's a former Buccaneer. That would, just make, that would make sense. Yeah. There could be a potential conflict of interest. But, I mean, is anybody expecting this ruling to be overturned? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. But I, I have to tell you, like, I'm more annoyed that if you're going to suspend uh, Evans in this, that you didn't suspend Lattimore. And I, I get that. Lattimore didn't come running at anybody and shoving, but there's a reason Lattimore's getting into it on three or four different occasions now. Yeah, he's chirping, but I don't think he was the instigator in that. I mean, if you want to point to Tom Brady or you want to point to Bruce Arians or you want to point to Mike Evans, I think any one of those three could be the culprit. It didn't feel like it was Marshawn Lattimore, even though he was still jawing. Yeah, I I think he was jawing. He He did shove a little bit in there, too. Yeah, but, but Tom Brady was the one coming back off of his sideline. He's the one that turned around to confront Marshawn Lattimore. And at that point, if you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, especially if you're Mike Evans, a guy that depends on Tom Brady to get him the football, you're going to jump in. So I can understand why Mike Evans did what he did. Tom Brady has some culpability in all of this, too. Well, Brady, for his part, does not think anybody has any culpability. This is him last night on the Let's Go podcast, and Brady basically saying, yeah, this is garbage. You know, Mike and Marshawn, 
you know, they've had their own battles over the years. And, and look, I think just sometimes the emotions get the best of us. And I love Mike. And the fact that Mike would come out there to defend me, I mean, it means everything in the world to me as a teammate and a friend. And Mike knows how I feel about him. So in the end, emotions are a part of sports. Sometimes they boil over and they obviously did yesterday. And it's a unfortunate circumstance. I don't think it deserved any type of suspension. Um, I think that's ridiculous. You know, hopefully we can move past it, get to a better place. And, you know, in the end, I appreciate Mike having my back. I know he'll learn from it. And he knows that we all have his back. What, what does that mean at the end there? I, do, I don't know what that means. He, he'll he learn from it? What, why would he learn from it if he didn't do anything wrong? Yeah. That's Help a, me understand that. No, I don't. That one, I wish I could. I don't yeah. get that. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense from Tom there. But. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Mm. Assuming that Mike Evans' suspension is upheld, going into this week three matchup with the Packers, which quarterback should have more concern about their receiving core, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, because Lazard is back, I'd say Brady, but it's close. Is, is he back? Because he looked like he got banged up again in that game against Chicago. Mm, I, I mean... I didn't get any indication he wasn't going to play this week, but I could be completely wrong about that. Well, he's back, but I don't know how healthy he is. I right. guess that's the point that we're making. Yeah. Uh, God, I mean, listen, I would not want to go like to the, battle I don't like the options. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like any of the Is there options. an option C? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> is the option C no? Well, the Bucks did sign Cole Beasley. And Cole, for them. And Cole... <laughs> that's great. Well, I mean, Cole Beasley is a solid slot receiver, no? Yes, but... He's a guy that you can depend on to be a possession receiver. You know, you know, you sit down in the zones, crossers, pitch him the ball. He can pick up seven, eight yards. No, listen. To Does yourself. that not help? Listen to yourself. Does it not help? I, sure, it helps. Okay, it helps a little bit. Sure, but I, I don't think Cole Beasley is going to uh, allay the fears of Brady at this point. Do you? No, I don't feel like that either. Assuage the fears. I don't even know what the assuage, word is. Assuage. assuage. Sure. Assuage, assuage. I don't think it's assuage. 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 I don't know. I just spelled it wrong. Assuage is. Uh, you know how to use it, just because you don't know to how to make, spell it. Yes, to make less intense. Yeah, yes. assuage. Assuage. There you go. And Congratulations. It's, it's pronounced swage. There you go. Not swatch. Anyway, um, <laughs> that aside, I don't think Tom's feeling a whole lot better about it. And By the way, an, I spelled, when, an, I, when I typed it in, I spelled the switch two A's and two S's. And that was an English lesson for a Hobarth College graduate. Yeah, with an English degree. <laughs> wow. Wow. With an English degree. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. But no. I, They're it, handing it, them out like Tic Tacs. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. I, I mean, if Tom Brady is saying that he's got his guys back, that means that Tom Brady's going into this game if he doesn't have Mike Evans knowing that. He's probably the reason why Mike is suspended and that he's got to win. As if Tom Brady needed any more fire going head-to-head with Aaron Rodgers. I would be shocked, shocked, Carlin, if Tom Brady loses this game to the Green Bay Packers if Mike Evans does not play. Because Tom Brady is the one that puts this team in that position with what happened against the New Orleans Saints. I can't say that yet. I, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, was Tom by firing him up? I mean, especially if, let's just, hypothetically, I mean, I'm completely guessing here. Let's just say that Tom was trying to do it to kind of fire him up, fire yeah. up his group. Yeah. If you do that and you lose Mike Evans, that's on you. 
But that's my point. Yeah, he no, knows I know it. that. He knows know. it's on him, which is why he's saying he's got his guys back, which makes this game, and I'm not going to say it's a must-win game because it's the regular season week three, but it gives Tom Brady a little extra umph in this one because he's in part responsible for Mike Evans being suspended. There's no other way to look at it. Yeah, All you I, have to do is look at the situation and how it played out. It was Marshawn Lattimore chirping at Tom Brady, which forced Mike Evans to come off of the sideline. And then after the whole incident was kind of quelled, it's Mike Evans talking to the ref saying, bro, that's Tom Brady. You could see it on the camera. That's what he was mouthing to the reps. Bro, that's Tom Brady. I can't let him do that to Tom Brady. I, I get, I get all that. I just don't know if Tom. And again, here I am doubting Brady. You are doubting at this Brady. point. You are doubting like, Brady when he, when he owns Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I understand that, but I truly believe this is a different Tom right now. I, I, and I know it's a dangerous game I'm playing but, but here. Is it, but here's the thing: it's a different Tom. But is it a more dangerous Tom? No, knowing that he's no. dealing with all of this Come other on. stuff. No, no, no. Okay. Hey, dude's taking an extra day off of work now. Come on. I, I don't think he... I, 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 I don't understand why about people winning. want to be in this position where they doubt Tom Brady's greatness. I don't want to be in this position. Well, why are but you doing it? Because it's what my head tells me. My head's not the smartest. I know this. But it's what my head's telling me right now, and I got to listen to it. And what I'm telling you is simply this. What I have seen this year with this guy has me thinking differently about him so far in the season. That's all. Am I wrong to do it? Yes, you are. Okay. Because everything that Tom Brady because everything that Tom Brady has done his entire pro career has divided convention. It's defied convention. Has he looked like the guy the first two games? Has he looked like Tom Brady? No, Completely? he hasn't. But look at his offense. He's got four different starters on his offensive line. Yeah, from what they expected going into training camp. I can understand that. Look at Chris Godwin got hurt in week one. He's got a hamstring injury. Like, Julio Jones is not healthy. Like, I can understand why the offense is struggling, yet they're 2-0. Well, I'm a man of integrity when it comes to takes, and I'll stick with this. And I know it's not a popular or a smart place to be. I know that. But yet, here we are. And I can't tell you how many times in my life I've looked at that and been in that exact same situation. It's not the best place to be, but here we are. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Three and out is on the way, including something on Monday Night Football that may have slipped past you that we need to get into. And, by the way, we did serve you up a winner last night on the Lockadini special. Tonight, we don't have a Lockadini. Not going to try to sell you on a Lockadini. But I am going to try to sell you on a tiny little parlay that might be worth your time. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN radio. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. It's it's simply just this. It's you making money off of things that I and Chris say. So let's just, we did it for you last night. Let's see if we can do it for you again tonight. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. All right, Canty, back to a little baseball. Uh, last night we gave you the Lockadini, which, frankly, I owe you an apology because I should have given you the double Lockadini last night. It yep. was a rare night for it, but silly me, silly, 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 Carlin. Oh, <laughs> how did you not recognize that it was Kirk Cousins in prime time? Oh yeah, he's two and ten on Monday Night Football. Oh my God! Come on, if there was ever a double Lockadini, uh, that would have been it. I heard somebody, and I want to credit who, but I don't remember who. Somebody said. Uh, that their kid had named him Garfield because he hates Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very, well very good. Uh, tonight, we go back to the baseball, and we will ride the Houston Astros tonight, who are in a very, very unfamiliar place, Chris Canty. Mm. They are an underdog. They are an underdog against the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, who are pitching McClanahan tonight, and he's been very good this year, mm-hmm. ERA of two. But at plus 122... And an over-under of six, it's awfully hard for me to lay off the Astros plus the over Yeah, in a tiny little parlay I like that. I like that. I like the way you're going right there. Because the Astros continue to play ridiculous baseball. And there are all the good feels for the Astros with locking up that division, too. Exactly. So why would I go against that at this point? I think right now this, this is as safe of a... Tiny little parlay as you can play. Mm-hmm. Let's go with the Astros uh, in Tampa against Shane McClanahan tonight. I like even it. though McClanahan's good. I like it. All right. And we'll take the over at six as well. There it is. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out. Tears from Ryan Matlack today. Two NHL greats in defensemen uh, have retired, uh, and Keith Yandel, too. Uh, not that he wasn't great at, at some point. But uh, P.K. Subban revealed on social media that he is, in fact, uh, packing it up after 13 years. And Zdeno Chara, after 24 years, Six foot nine. I was an Islander fan back in the day. Still ticked off that Mike Milbury traded him. Zdeno Chara. I mean, he's a huge man. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely huge man. But both packing it in. Both, 
you know, future Hall of Famers. Ryan Matlack, quickly, your insight. Give me 20 seconds. Yeah, as a miserable Leafs fan, the one note about this is there are no active players in the NHL who have lost a playoff series to the Maple Leafs. Char was the last one because he played for the Senators back in 2003-2004 when the Leafs could actually win playoff series. Back Way to, to you, Chris. About you. Yep, right, you got it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, did you go to Ryan? I'm That's sorry. Exactly what I took My bad. That. Did you go to Ryan Matlack? <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Uh, apparently, you do spell Matlack with an I. Uh, up next, Eagles defense last night just dominant. How about Darius Slay? Darius Slay intercepted Kirk Cousins twice. They swarmed Justin Jefferson throughout the second half, and Cousins kept throwing the football that way. Slay was the nearest defender to Jefferson on five targets Monday. Slay caught more passes than Jefferson did. Listen, man, Darius Slay is an absolute beast, and good on him for accepting the challenge of locking up Justin Jefferson because people have Justin Jefferson in the conversation for the best receiver in the NFL. So the fact that Slay could could come up and, and play that big in that spot, that that's a tribute. That's a kudos to him. Look, Darius, and and then gave the football to James Harden. I, I thought they did an amazing job uh, against Jefferson last night. Because that yeah, is but, not but here's an easy the other situation. thing though. You got Adam Thielen out there too, and that's why having a second corner in James Bradbury makes all the difference in the world. That secondary is much improved. This ain't the same equal secondary that you've seen the past couple of years. No, it is not. How about this? A kid named Johnny. Johnny. Interviewed Jets cornerback Sauce Gardner uh, during training camp, and Johnny told Sauce that his dad takes him for ice cream every time the Jets win. So that means he doesn't go for ice cream very often. No, he doesn't. Okay. In training camp, he asked Sauce how many times he's going to get ice cream this year, and Sauce said a lot of times. Okay. Chris, how many more times is Johnny going to get ice cream? This sounds like a question that they would ask on the SAT. You know, like how many time more times if Johnny did left Chicago on a train at 85 miles an hour and met the ice cream at Cleveland? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I know exactly yeah. what you mean. How many times is Johnny going to get ice cream uh, this season? Number I tell you four. what, Johnny Johnny's going to have an opportunity to get ice cream a couple of more times this year. I'm going to say, and this is aggressive, but I'm going to say Johnny is going to go get ice cream six more times this season. Uh I am going to say that uh, Johnny, I don't know the exact number, but since I said it before the beginning of the season, uh, Johnny is going to go get ice cream more times than Donnie up in New England is going to get ice cream this year. Wow. That is interesting. A little bit of a spicy take there. I don't know if I agree with it, though. Now, I know you don't. Yeah. I, and this is, just, again, take integrity. So Do I Patriots, feel great about the it? The Patriots in the cellar of the AFC East, when the last time that happened? A long, long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think the quarterback was Steve Grogan. I'm not sure. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.